know, so I have a youth uh, who, who, when uh, she really wants to make me uh, despise myself yet more, uh, whenever I tell a story, she goes, oh, you mean back in the 1900s? <laughs> and it, it just changes the 90s quite a bit. Instead of calling them the 90s, you say back in the 1900s. That's, yeah, because that was 20 years ago. Yeah. So back in the 1900s, uh, that was a thing. Okay. Along with covered wagons. Yeah, understand. Yep. Boy Meets World, covered wagons. I'm that old. I would like you to talk about the new flavor, Cranch, that has just come out from uh, from Heinz Ketchup. It, it's ketchup see, and ranch mixed together see, in eat, one bottle. No. Cranch. No. See, I don't, I don't yeah. need either of those. You, you need to no. do an hour on this this topic. I it's can't. Already on the no, I've got I've got no reference to it because uh, I don't eat ketchup That's and I don't eat. Never bothered ranch. you before. Not being an authority on a topic has never stopped <laughs> you before. It's true. It's true. I could do something. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the name is the name is offensive. With a K or a C? With a K, of course. Because like ketchup and ranch, so cranch. I know, but sometimes it's catsup, right? It's never catsup. Sometimes in, it's catsup. This is America. <laughs> Merca. <laughs> it's Merca. Oh my goodness. Sorry, but George Washington didn't die so that you could call it catsup. <laughs> did you he didn't die so you could call it ketchup <laughs> I didn't know that George Washington died during the revolutionary he died War. he did yeah. die eventually I mean eventually he didn't he die died. Just, yeah he's he not still eventually. alive but he didn't so... die as a as a patriot he would have right? he was willing how and I dare you the sir point. Goodman he was willing okay. but in okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> he didn't die in the act of doing something patriotic <laughs> He was. He know. served his country, and then he died. Maybe he said, "God bless America," and then he died. Hmm. Is that how that works? Yeah. And that's why there's systemic racism because he owned slaves, and that was patriotic, and that's why America's evil. Got it. Now it makes sense. Now. No, I'm not going to do this with you for 45 minutes today. We're going to do a podcast, <laughs> and I'm going to go on my shut-in visit. You can do this in your own time. No, no. No, I like this. I like editing this. Through this. No, editing through this takes hours. Hello, Internet. We are the Uncultured Saints. I'm Pastor Goodman from Mount Calvary Lutheran Church in San Antonio, Texas. And with me this day, Pastor Eli Lietzow, uh from Wheat Ridge Evangelical Lutheran Church in Wheat Ridge, Colorado. And Erica Jacoby, the executive director of Higher Things from Higher Things. Um, yeah, Higher Things Land. Yeah, that's... This is good stuff. All the energy. I like how you. I like how you just grabbed a hold and you took control of that situation. We're doing it. It's leadership. Um, (laughs) I don't have time for your shenanigans anymore. Tom foolery. (laughs) Don't we all turn out to be horrible human beings? Yes, because original sin. uh, We're not allowed to have heroes anymore. Except for Roy Pablo and and my favorite pastor, actually Jonah. Uh, which is what we're going to do, steering the ship right back on track. Ship. He will not be derailed. No, I see what you did there. That was a ship. I'm excited about this one. This is my favorite book in the Old Testament. Uh, this is my favorite preacher. This is this is a great, great story. What? 
You said pastor. Can yeah, I can he, I be nitpicky? He's a prophet. Yeah, I don't think he was pastor. He was sent to preach. He's self-identifying. That's what he's doing because because <laughs> he was a prophet that didn't want to be a prophet and was dragged where he and he had to die in order to actually do his job. I know, and that's going to be fun to talk about. So, no, but this is what a prophet is. A prophet is a pastor who is sent to say something new. He does miracles. Yes, he, he was to care for souls. He did it in a different way because he had a, an immediate call and not immediate call. Uh, a call apart from means and not through the means of the church. But he was sent by God to speak his word that people would hear and be saved. That, that's the definition of, of God's mouthpieces. Um, the, the difference between a, a prophet and a pastor today is that uh, the prophets, because they are, are called apart from the means of the church, you got to know whether or not you're actually supposed to listen to this guy because anybody can show up and say, hey, God told me to tell you that we really need to build an Applebee's here. Um, and thus a, a completely mediocre franchise was born. Um, don't check these facts. But how would you know whether or not to build said Applebee's? Well, there, there's two things. One, uh, does this word of God that the prophet was sent to say coincide with the rest of the words of God that have been thus far delivered? And two, does he do signs and wonders? Uh, all of the prophets sent do signs to accompany these things because the devil can do signs but he can't preach the right word of god and people who are not sent can say the right word of god but that doesn't necessarily mean they're in the right place to be speaking to the right people and so when god would send a prophet he company he joins the two together and like voltron you have a, a prophet i know you want to raise your finger go which uh which restaurant chain did the bloomin onion that's oh Chili's. i know no did, oh no back I thought it was I, Outback. Yes, yes, it was Outback. Outback. I take it back. But, Outback. And then that, they had yeah. one, but they, I think they had an onion too, but maybe they called it they something did. slightly different. I know, because it was in that episode of The Office, and that's the Bloom only Bloom and Onion or an Awesome Blossom? Awesome Blossom. Awesome Blossom. Because Michael Scott awesome. has an awesome nice. blossom. Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. Um, it's where business happens. It's important. You know, it's where business happens. Yeah, it's where business yeah. I'm going to take, a good man, I'm going to take you to Chili's. Yeah, we're going to talk about this podcast. I'm going to take right. you to Chili's and we're going to get some business done. <laughs> On the other hand, those who are called immediately through, through means of the church are, are the people like uh, Pastor Lito and myself who, who aren't sent to do miracles and aren't sent to speak new words of God, new revelations of God, but we're sent to speak that which was already given to us. And so the miracles that would be done in our ministry are those that have been laid out for us. The miracle that somebody would be saved by us splashing water on them and saying in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The miracle that by preaching, uh, even though we are yet sinners ourselves uh, and have not earned the right or, or have not merited uh, anything good to be done, even though we, we do not live up to the standards of the word that we, that, that we preach, God would still speak forgiveness through us. It's a miracle that anyone here and, and, and believes. But this is God working through his church. And you say, how do I know I'm supposed to listen to this guy? And for those pastors today who are called through the means of the church, immediately you say, well, is he ordained? It's, as the church called him here, then yeah, listen to him, even if he's weird. A fun question that comes up with that too, that is interesting that I think you could see in this story is, I think there are times when, um, pastors have fallen away from the faith or let us down or um, maybe they baptized you or your kid or something and then suddenly they, they decide they're an atheist or something. That idea that that person standing in that office 
is not a, being a believer, being holy or being perfect or whatever is a requirement for the efficacy of the, of the, the work they do. I might not be using the right theological term, so correct no, it me sounds, there, but. No, I, that, sounds, that sounds right. Uh, we, we have the office uh, of pastor uh, that's, that's doing this, not the, not the man, right? Which is, is why in uh, a lot of Lutheran churches, um, we try and literally cover up as much of the man as possible during the divine service. We, we make him wear vestments, yeah. We, we dress him like the table, the altar. We, yeah. we try and cover them up as much as possible so that uh, the congregation doesn't see Eli uh, but sees uh, a pastor standing in the stead of Christ. Right, because hmm. the church can't stand on your shoulders or mine. It has to stand on Christ's. Yeah. And this is this is how it's always been. And yeah, some of us, as it turns out, are actual sinners. And sin breaks stuff. And some. All of us are, are actual <laughs> sinners. Uh, you might actually find out what kind, though. Uh, because everybody likes the generic confession kind of sinner. Like the I a poor miserable mm -hmm. sinner kind of sinner. I can get down with everybody's a sinner. Nobody's perfect. But when you actually know what kind of sinner somebody is, when you know what they're confessing, when they say I a poor miserable sinner, it makes it almost harder to hear the absolution for them. That Jesus said, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, but so firmly has the church always confessed that uh, when God wants to work even through sinners, it's not to be questioned. Uh, that we had an early controversy about this uh, with people called the Donatists, if you want to go uh, and get all fancy-like with it. There are people who um, were, were Christians, and then uh, because it was not safe to be a Christian back then, uh, when, when a, a war broke out and enemies stormed the gates and said, we'll kill you unless you stop being Christians, they're like, all right, cool, we're not Christian anymore. After the war was over, they wanted to go be Christian again, and everybody was like, no, none of the baptism that you ever did count because you fell away from the faith. Mm. And mm. the church has always spoken unanimously and said, it's a bad thing to deny the faith. That's, that's certainly a sin, but no, the baptism is valid because it was God who did it, not the man. It, it rests on yeah, Christ. Peter. Not, How they go with Peter? Mm. He kind of denied a few times his Lord. Three times. Aren't we all? Aren't we all Peters and Thomases and? All Do you things? think that's why the monster truck man always says Sunday, Sunday, Sunday? Whoa. No, I don't. <laughs> I think you're gonna have to provide an explanation for why he says it, <laughs> if it's not Goodman's. It, it, it works. It, I tell you that. I want to go see me some Bigfoot. Um, the grave digger. I have a really important question here. Okay. Did you guys ever watch the VeggieTales version of Jonah? Never did. No. Not a and Christian. Never. Do I want to? No. Is it going to be really Glad disappointing? I, I hate the VeggieTales. Okay. Though. I just, I, it was, it was kind of, I mean, it was, it was very cartoony and kind of ridiculous, but their whole shtick was, you know, they do the whole thing with the Larry, the cucumber is plays Jonah in the whole story. But, um, the whole thing was he didn't want to go to this town because these people were, really nasty people and they would smack people in the face with fish with like mm. dead fish and that's why he didn't want to go there and talk to them because they were jerks. no that's what the hebrew actually says no but go they through this because veggie tales right. no veggie tales is what's wrong with christianity today so keep going with with how they do this and then we'll go tell the real story i, I like this right i mean i don't i don't remember totally the wrap-up but it, it was basically you know well like you still got to do what god says and, and it was a good thing like you know it was it was not oh, it was very um, okay sort of, you still have yeah, to do what God yeah. says, and that, that's a good thing. Basically. I don't remember the songs that went with it, but I just remember, you know, like, this is really kind of strange. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this is my favorite pastor who doesn't want to be a pastor. Because the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of a Mittai, saying, Go arise 
to, uh, excuse me, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And I also actually think, uh, I used to think along lines with the Veggie Tales that Jonah just didn't want to get smacked in the face with a fish, which is the Hebrew, um, or that uh, he doesn't want to die because he knows what evil is going on there. They're killing his people, uh, and the Lord is, is angry about it. I think now, though, that it's, it's actually something else. If you read the whole book, you'll actually see what it is. The other reason I really like this book, it's really short. I didn't pick Leviticus and have to split it into two episodes. Uh, like any, We didn't any really read much of Leviticus slacker. aloud, though. There wasn't much reading of Leviticus aloud. So, Well, hold okay. Now, are you going to go into, because it seems as if, uh, yes. if you look at uh, Jonah, <laughs> sorry, Second um, Kings um, 14, it seems as if Jonah, there's, there's only a couple places where you get to hear about Jonah, the book of Jonah, but then you also get to hear about him in Second Kings, where mm-hmm. he seems to be a prophet during, um, yeah, Second Kings chapter 14, right? He seems to be a prophet during the the time of uh, who is it? Is it uh, Jeroboam the second, um, who wasn't necessarily a good king in in North Israel, um, and it it almost seems as if he's he's a at to begin with he's a court prophet. And court prophets aren't very good, right? Court prophets are all the yes men. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's the it's it's the prophets it's the prophets that the uh, uh, like during the Babylonian uh, captivity for Judah, when um, Babylon was coming down and, and talking about how there's going to be this uh, this exile, and the only one who was saying, yes, it's going to be 70 years, was Jeremiah. And all the court prophets were telling the king, no, 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 don't worry, it's just gonna, this isn't going to last too long, it'll blow, blow over. It was just a bunch of yes men. It would appear that Jonah, before he gets this legitimate call from Yahweh to actually be a prophet somewhere uh he's this fake yes man prophet in the in the court of the the uh northern king uh, Jeroboam of Israel's court Mm -hmm. just telling Jeroboam whatever he wants to hear so can you tease out what you mean by legitimate call well again it doesn't say one way or the uh, I think it alludes to the fact that like I said he's a court prophet meaning that he's he's not actually gotten this call from Yahweh in -hmm. order to stand before the king in northern Israel um but he's there uh in the same way that you see it later on with the uh with the the kings down in Judah when Babylon's coming down you've got a bunch of these prophets who are claim quote-unquote prophets who are claiming to be prophets and they're saying all the things that the king wants to hear Right, we will have victory in battle. Don't you worry. Yahweh's with us because we're His chosen people. Nothing bad's going to happen to us. We can't go up to uh, preach to anybody in Nineveh because they're not—they're uh, not Israelites, right? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. automatically bad people outside of salvation, type stuff. So, it would appear as if Jonah's uh, to begin with, he's this court prophet who's sitting pretty. Um, and now he's got this uh, this call from Yahweh. The word of the Lord comes to Jonah and says, uh, yeah, now you're going to be a real prophet. And by the way, uh, you're going out. You're going to go preach to people outside of, of Israel. 
I don't know. I just stole uh, Harrison's thunder, so I apologize. No, actually, this 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 adds uh, perspective to it, too, because from uh, somebody who would be sort of a yes man along the way to what ends up coming from Jonah, from literally the entire book, I, I think is actually really impressive because it, it actually seems like the one thing that Jonah is incredibly sure of is that God wants to be merciful to these sinners from the, the whole way through. I used to think it was always one of two reasons that Jonah would not want to go uh, to Nineveh, but instead hopped on the boat to uh, Tarshish. Mm -hmm. I, I always thought either first, they're gonna fish slap me, and I'm not about that noise, <laughs> or, uh, can I say fish slap? Uh, or or you two. You can, yeah. It's um, really close. Just be really careful how to pronunciation matters now, yes. Um, or, or, or two, that if he goes there and he preaches that God uh, will, will uh, destroy them unless they repent, they might actually repent, and then he won't punish the people who are destroying his his nation. So wait, you're saying that second part isn't it? I think it is. Okay. I, I think that's actually more and more becomes the, the whole thing. Don't you wish we could interview the therapist of Jonah? Like, what, would, what was he telling his... The therapist of Jonah. I, I, I think, honestly, Jonah probably didn't have one. He's one to repress the whole thing. Uh, and, and you can yeah, tell okay, because okay. as soon as Jonah hops on the boat to Tarshish, you know what he does is he goes down to the bottom of the boat and he goes yeah. to sleep. He, he tries to yeah. hide from the thing. He represses it. Wave your finger. Yeah. What? No, no, no. no. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Uh, yes, you are. I, no, I'm not. Okay. So just, just to be clear, unless, unless this is going to ruin uh, the, the way in which you're setting this up. Uh, your your assertion is that Jonah does not want to go to Nineveh because he is sure that Yahweh is actually going to accomplish what he promises. I believe that Jonah does not want to go to Nineveh because he believes that the word of God does what it says. And if he speaks and it And he there, doesn't want that for the Ninevites. If he speaks that there, they will be saved. And, yeah. and grace he doesn't is for, want that. Yeah, grace is for me, but not for them. So he, he believed in God. He believes in the power of God. He, he believes in grace. Doesn't... He believes in forgiveness of sins. He believes in justification. He just doesn't want it for those sinners. They're, they're wow, sinners and then like there's me a lot of times. sinners. Yeah. yeah, see, this is my kind of prophet. Uh, this is my kind of preacher. Because it's, it's easy to sort of say, I understand you. You sin like me. You're in. You, however, I don't like. So your sins must somehow be uh, worse. And so the one thing I don't want to do is look at you and say something so potent like, you're baptized. Or I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so this is a story about how God absolutely insists that his mercy be preached to sinners. Uses somebody who goes against mm -hmm. his will to do it accomplishes it through them and and along the mm -hmm. way uh well enacts how it will happen so jonah mm -hmm. says you know i'm not about this noise he hops on the boat he goes to tarshish away from the presence of the lord uh which is kind of cute that you think you can do such a thing um <laughs> where can you go <laughs> Right. Um, and and here, you, run? Um, you see how he's processing it. He, he, he doesn't have a therapist. He doesn't have a pastor himself. He goes and he sleeps in the bottom of the boat. And uh, he, he tries to just sort of will it away. Uh, even as the great storm is uh, being hurled against them, threatening to break up the ship, everybody's afraid. The mariners are freaking out. They're all crying out to their own lowercase g gods. They're throwing cargo mm -hmm. off the boat, uh, which means they're running all around past Jonah because you don't keep the cargo on top of the boat. You keep the cargo underneath the boat they're running around by jonah who's just pretending to be asleep yeah. hiding and he's back. well he's sleeping like or he i mean it doesn't say whether he's pretending but like and they're annoyed they're like what is with you idiot i think he's depressed right i honestly do 
Um, I, I, I think that, that he's, he's, he's so given over unto this, this sort of hopelessness that he's trying to flee from the presence of the Lord that he, he enters into uh, the sin of sloth, the, the sin of hopelessness that just doesn't really want to do anything. Sloth isn't too much Netflix and too much Cheetos. Sloth is uh, a hopelessness that doesn't want to do anything but stew in either anger or frustration or anxiety or, or sadness. And, and it's, it's a dangerous thing because it tends to draw us away from where God would make promises to us. And so here, um, God will uh, come and get us and not necessarily always in the fun in a comfortable way. way. Yeah, we, we, we love to talk about Jesus who leaves the one, or uh, leaves the 99 uh, sheep to, to chase after the one. Uh, and we sort of imagine like when, when God needs to come and get me, he's going to like gently coax me out of my corner and, and you know, give me a high five. Like we wake our teenage hey, kids buddy. so they yeah. don't. No, it's going to be like, like we wake our teenage kids. Get up and I'm going to slap you around until you do. Um, no, the first one isn't that mean. The first one isn't that mean. It, the pitch rises as, as the time goes. We had different moms. Um, (laughs) True. We did. God does get his sheep. God does uh, chase those who flee from him. Uh, But but sometimes he he does come in loving kindness, and sometimes he sends a big storm. He goes to get Jonah. Um, Everybody is... is, uh, terrified of what's going on and uh he draws from the law which is which is being preached against him right now a a confession uh of of sin Mm -hmm. and a confession of faith because those two things always go hand in hand you cannot actually confess sin without faith uh and and it's twofold Mm -hmm. one because whenever we have sin we always do what what jonah did we 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 do what adam and eve did we go and hide in the bushes we go and hide in the bottom of the boat We, we try and internalize it bury it blame others justify it something but for us to stand before the God who says the wages of sin is death and say, I, a poor, miserable sinner, means you got to be looking for something other than death. You have to be looking for hope. Uh, but, but, but two, uh, to, to actually stand face to face with yourself and make this kind of uh, confession of this storm is here because of me, it, it's a recognition that God is enacting judgment. And then he says, just throw me in. It'll be okay. <laughs> This is this is actually it though. He's sacrificing That's himself crazy. for the people. Well, well, it yeah. is, but on the other hand, I think like, so. I no, think so. No, I no, think so. No. Or is he that depressed? I don't think so. No. It might be that. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go that. a different. I'm gonna go okay. a different way. All right. I I don't think he's being benevolent uh, because I think these are a bunch of Gentiles as well. I think these are a bunch of heathens uh, from from his point of view as well. And he he's more than willing to to lay the objective facts bare, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a Hebrew. Um, I uh, believe this. Uh, I, I I fear the God of heaven and earth. Um, but he's I I don't think it's his sacrifice. It, he's he's laying out the, the the objective the objective facts of I this this storm is here because of me. If I'm not on this boat, you will be saved. And yes. It does actually save them, but I think he's at the point where he's like, you know what? I don't care. It's not like I'm going to benevolently uh, uh, sacrifice myself for you. It's, hey, you know what? I don't want to preach the gospel to the Ninevites so much, and it's and it appears as if Yahweh's going to force me to toss me into the ocean that I might die. That's just it's better it. for me to die than preach the gospel. No, that's, that's just it. That's, that's the whole book. No, 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 no. That's the whole thing about Jonah is it doesn't matter what he wants. God just keeps dragging it out yeah. of his mouth. 
So, Lizo, you're saying that he's like, I'd rather die than than do the job I'm given to do. And is God is like, saying? okay, die than do the job that you were given well, to do. Yeah, that's the law. That's but, the law. But it, it, so yeah. what I'm saying is, yes, Yahweh actually works through all of mm. these things of, yeah. of, of Jonah. But I don't think Jonah is actively sitting there and, and sacrificing himself, maybe passively. Mm. Maybe maybe Yahweh is doing it passively through Jonah. Right. Mm. But I don't think Jonah's the one who's doing, I'm going to lay down my life for these people today. <laughs> no. Toss me overboard. That's why there's there's such beauty to me in this uh, book in the same way that you don't wake up early in the morning on Sunday and say I can't wait to go and preach the gospel and have my sermon critiqued by little old ladies um, in, in the same way it doesn't matter what your intentions are it matters what God insists on accomplishing and here he wants sinners saved and so he uses Jonah regardless of his depression regardless of his anxiety regardless of his bolt just set aside his intentions and see his actions see what God would do through him and here, um, all of a sudden, uh, again, uh, wonderful confessions start pouring out. Uh, the, the people say, um, Oh Lord, let us not perish for this man's life and lay not on us innocent blood. Because it should be guilty blood that cleanses them from sin. It should be the blood that is made sinful to carry away their death. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's that which knew no sin that became sin to take away mm-hmm our sins so they sacrifice jonah they hurl him into the sea and then the men feared the lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the lord and made vows and this is also why i think there was probably more than just a confession of law to them um it is not ever 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 a a preaching of law alone that creates and sustains faith these these men appear to offer sacrifice and and uh meet vows before the lord which would have only come from also a gospel. Well, yes, which is why I think I don't. Uh, I see what you're saying, and I think we're 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 saying the same thing, but we're but not. And, I, and I'm not. And I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to get lost in the weeds. I, I am. I would. I would <laughs> rather not look at the actions of. You said look at the actions of of Jonah, and I would rather look at first and foremost the way in which. Uh, our Lord uses even the uh, the sinful, selfish actions of Jonah to accomplish His will, I, like how Luther. Well, that's what I meant, but you just said it better. Like how Luther, uh, like how Luther uh, said the um, uh, how uh, uh, Jesus rides Satan um, mm. as a lame horse to accomplish His will. All mm-hmm. when you're looking at it objectively, it looks as if uh, Satan's uh, doing all of these evil things mm-hmm. in, during Holy Week and the crucifixion mm-hmm. all and it's actually god riding satan yeah. uh to accomplish his will um and there's nothing that satan can do whatever satan does uh god is still going to accomplish his will god's pulling the strings he's the he's the puppet master or whatever yeah. I, I wouldn't even say puppet master because puppet master would be directing satan yeah it, yeah, he's, yeah 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 he's got so much authority over everything that the things happen and yahweh's like yeah i'm still working through that I'm still going to accomplish uh, okay. whatever whatever okay. garbage you do. I'm still yeah. going to work good through it. Right. You can't. So you, like you oh, can't stop cool. me. 
Caiaphas says it is better that one man should die for the sake of the people and God just sort of breaks the fourth wall, looks at the camera and smiles. Um, yeah. Same and, thing with his blood be on us and his and our children. Exactly. Same thing. The blood that, curse. Absolutely. Oh, it's beautiful. And yeah. God just smiles at the camera. Yeah. And in the and same he's way. he's just like, wink, wink. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Uh, awake, O sleeper, is what they say to Jonah. And again, this is, this is foreshadowing. Um, whenever these, this kind of language is, is uh, used in the scriptures, it's not for nappy naps. It's for the <laughs> resurrection. Awake, O sleeper. Mm. Arise, O sleeper. That's actually, I think, what they say, which is even more poignant. Arise, O sleeper. Rise. Stop being dead. It's time to, to do stuff. Um, <laughs> so they toss Jonah overboard. And this is something we've kind of been poking at uh, along the way. Uh, but it was a complete brain bender when uh, it was Pastor Buto with, with higher things that, that taught me this one. Uh, but I, I think he's completely right. I think Jonah dies. Um, I, I think Jonah stops being alive. We, we always sort of paint the VeggieTales version of he's just sort of hanging out in the fish, uh, Pinocchio style. And he's got his little candle and his little prayer book, and he's just sort of, you know, uh, doing some, some word searches to pass the time. Uh, but it doesn't say that. It, it, it says um, a great... The Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and he was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And in this prayer, he talks about dying. He says, the water closed in over me to take my life, in verse 5. Uh, in, in uh, where is it? Verse 1. He says, I called out to the Lord in my distress, and he answered me, out of the belly of Sheol, I cried. And you heard my voice. So your contention is this uh, this hymn or this psalm of Jonah in chapter 2 uh, is not describing a near-death experience as if I was uh, sinking to the depths of the ocean just about uh, to die and mm -hmm. then the Lord saved me. But right. your contention it, is he's drowned, he's dead. He's the devoured. The fish gobbles him up. Yeah. And, he doesn't and, say, almost out of the belly of Sheol I cried. He, he, he says Resur resurrecting the dead is, is not like a new trick for that's God. just it that's the whole point of the whole bible um and, and so this should yeah. not be a curveball yeah. to us but for some reason we think it's more yeah. in god's line to keep us healthy and alive and safe right. if we just pray hard enough uh and this is a very different thing no you're, you're gonna die and rise again um mm -hmm. and, and as for his prayers those he prays before the throne in heaven uh the revelation is is clear throughout uh uh, the, the, the book uh, that the saints in heaven pray before the saints on earth. They do. Mm -hmm. uh, Revelation Around 8, you can, you can wink at me. Yeah. You, can, you, can, you can grimace at me. Uh, Revelation 8, another angel come at, came and stood at the altar with a golden censer. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne, and the smoke of incense with the prayers of the saints which rose before God from the hand of the angel. Or Revelation 6, when he opened the fifth seal, and I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne, which sounds kind of like Jonah. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who will dwell on the earth? Which sounds like Jonah. And they were given a white mm -hmm. robe and told to rest a I little longer. I don't think longer, that sounds like Jonah at like, all, like but two okay. Days, until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were to be killed as they themselves had been. Um, no, I, see, this... I see what you're saying. If I may, if I may push just a little bit. Please. I, I see what you're saying in regards to, yes, uh, I, I'm not saying that the, the saints in, in heaven do not pray. They do. Um, it appears 
with both of those sections that you you read out from Revelation, they they are calling for, uh, they're not calling for their own resurrection. No, they're not. They're not praying for their own resurrection as as you're contending that Jonah was doing here. So I think there's a little bit of a difference, right? Mm-hmm. And may, maybe not. Maybe I'm mis, misunderstanding what you're saying. But like the the examples in Revelation, the saints aren't like in six. They're not. They're not praying for the resurrection. They're praying for their vindication. Right. They're right? praying for those but, still but, on earth. Correct. But Jonah here. But the contention is that Jonah here is is praying for his resurrection. I, I think he is. Same same way you See, do. I, and quite frankly, same way but you're talking about. But not in heaven. That's before my thing. The same, not in heaven. Oh, I know. But what's wonderful is the Psalms tell us to pray the same way. Let my prayers rise before you as incense. The very same things that were laid before the throne by the angels themselves. That's how close your prayers are. And so when you pray for the resurrection, every time you pray, deliver us from evil, you're praying for the same thing as Jonah. Uh, mm, I know. I'm weaving it all. I, I know. But I think it is. We're praying... Uh, I have I have no problem uh, saying that uh, uh, we pray for the resurrection of the dead, which we do. we do, and I have no problem saying that the saints in heaven pray for the resurrection of the dead, the resurrection of the body, i.e., last day sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But I don't believe that that's. But I don't believe that's what Jonah's doing. Jonah's not praying for his own resurrection in three days to go preach. He's he's calling okay. out to the glorious Lord who who does all these things according to His will. Uh, like, this is actually where you start to see uh, Jonah not only sort of lay out uh, himself bare, that, that the distress uh, is met by an answering Lord. Uh, death is met by a God who saves. He says, uh, I am uh, driven from your sight, yet shall again I look upon your holy temple. That God has not abandoned us to our sins or the death that they would bear, but instead he promises salvation. He sings of this, even from another shore. But this is my thing. That language, I'm not sure that a saint in heaven who is actually seeing the actual temple, uh, uh, the second person of of the Trinity, uh, who's seeing it with his own eyes, I don't think he's saying, I'll see it again. I, I don't I don't I don't see that because he's actually he's literally seeing he's literally seeing what the temple, the earthly temple uh, is always pointing to. He's actually seeing that. If you if your contention is he's up in heaven, I think he knew it and was sent to preach it too. I think he knew it and was sent to. I think he knew what the actual temple looked like and was sent to preach about it too. I think he preached yes, Jesus then to why these people. He... I, I think this is Christ in the Old Testament. That's the whole point. Okay. And so even inside okay. of this, uh, as he does this, yes, in heaven he is outside of time, and so he sees the rest of the things that will happen. I don't think it's probably a joy to be Lazarus and come back, but there's work to do. No, you, yeah, that would stink. Um, however, no, I think stink. there's a way we Four could settle later. this. Miracle. No, for, not at all, right? I think I think the way to settle this would be to hand each of you a dead fish and to have you like have a fish slapping duel, like. <laughs> no, I, I I don't see I I don't have any problem uh, generally where where Pastor Goodman's going and I, I I know I'm gonna have no problem where where we're gonna end up I don't think I I, I guess I just can't see all the the dots connecting as as he's saying just because of uh, some of the 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 language that Jonah's using in in chapter two um, and then also um, the way in which if he does come back from the dead. Uh, he's then he's still preaching this. Uh, he's still uh, hating 
the Ninevites and desiring uh, their damnation. Because he's still he's still a sinner, right? Yeah, that's yeah, just it. Right, he's still right. a sinner. Yeah. When he when he comes yeah. back, he's still a sinner. He he carries. Like with Lazarus him. came back and he was still a jerk. Like yeah. in the same ways he was a jerk probably before. Maybe. Right. I mean. A- and in the same way. Um, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm just going to be quiet. I, I, I think it's a bridge too far is what I'm hearing right Did now. Did you just interrupt no. us so you would tell us that you're being quiet? No, I tried to stop and you said go ahead. Um, I, I'm going, I think it's a bridge too far, but I'm going to, I want to see if you make the connection. I want to see if you make the connection. You're fine with Jonah dying. You're just not okay with him praying? No, I'm not sure I'm okay with Jonah dying, but go ahead. Oh, he says he died. That's okay. Yeah. I, I'm just going by his word, and you don't have to. Uh, either way, he he did what he would do. But I, I think we, aren't that... we joined with Christ, and I mean, aren't we joined in in death with Christ too? But although by we water, like, by water, yeah, that, that's mean, weird. But, but um, what if the yeah. sign of Jonah that Jesus is talking about isn't just sort of like a nice allegory, but it was actually there was a guy who died and three days later rose from the dead and preached before, y'all watch. Um, it would be kind of cool. It would be. Oh, it would be. That's. It would yeah. be in his pattern of thought and action. I wouldn't enjoy the being vomited part. I wouldn't either. I um, but I think this is actually, and it, it seems like it doesn't matter. But when we talk about the prayers of the saints on earth that, that do ascend before the Lord as incense, most of them are fourth petition prayers. They're, they're give us this day our daily bread prayers. They're the my belly hurts prayers. Fix this prayers. Uh, we always want to be praying, um, uh, keep me alive. Don't let anything bad happen to me. I know it defies all reason and odd, but keep me alive in the ocean for three days, even though there's no air, in the belly of a fish that ate me. I, I want to be. I want you to be the God who doesn't let me hurt, not the God who brings me through death and unto the resurrection of the body. And I think this not only fits the the typical way that God does things, as we see in His Son, who is given over unto death and three days later rose from the dead and sends us by water into the grave, that we would also be joined with Him in His resurrection and pulled out. I, I think this also teaches us to pray the rest of the petitions of the prayer and not just give us this daily, give us this day our daily bread, but also at last deliver us from evil. Um, that comes on the other side of the grave. We pray for a, a blessed end. Uh, I think Jonah actually got his. Um, when, when he gets vomited out, that's probably far more unpleasant. Uh, but he, he goes uh, again a second time. Um, and what's wild is just how quickly it works. Um, the Lord says a second time, arise, which, by the way, isn't just sort of dust yourself off, arise I think it's it's this is actually here where the breath comes back into him. Um, mm-hmm. Arise, mm-hmm. the the Lord speaks, mm-hmm. and these things start happening in the same way He spoke to the whale, and this whale vomited him out. Um, all of creation is bending itself to the Lord's Fish. word. Fish, sorry. Uh, Does it sound fishy to you? Still, I can't. I mean, you can't whale slap a person, so let's be real. Um, <laughs> it is fish slapping still. I mean, mammal. It's a mammal, but it's a fishy yeah. mammal. I, I like, though, that um, it, it takes literally one verse for um, everybody to believe the Lord, uh, find contrition, and write repentance and hope. Um, it, it, it's one verse. He preaches, then next verse, uh, the whole city believed. And then he goes to the king, and he preaches. And the king believes. He puts on sackcloth and sat in ashes. He, he uh, proclaims a, a fast. Uh, and uh, something well, really, hold on. You're, really, you're jumping really over important. The... Yeah, go ahead. You're going for it, too. I was just gonna say you're jumping over the whole prayer, or the whole the whole the whole sermon. It would have. Uh, 
So Jonah calls out, yet 40 days in Nineveh shall be overthrown. Uh, but there's more that's happening, though. There's another sermon that we are not necessarily given to see because something else happens. Um, the king who has heard all of these things, he says in verse 8, uh, Let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and let them call out mightily to God. Let everyone turn from his evil ways and from the violence in his hands. It's not just the turning away from sin that you see. It's not just the contrition and the sackcloth and ashes. It is the calling out mightily to God. And this is the thing that we always sort of mess up when we say uh, repent. Because we always love the uh, be real sad, put on sackcloth and ashes. Show me how sorry you are. And then, then you can maybe get by in my book. Uh, repentance is, uh, every once in a while you'll find a pastor who knows a, a little bit of Greek and they'll say, metanoia, uh, there's a turn in repentance. You have to turn away from your sin if you're really repentant. Uh, but it's not what you're turning away from. It's what you're turning toward. Repentance is both contrition and hope, two parts. Contrition is produced in you when you are exposed to God's law. Hope is produced in you when you are exposed to God's gospel. The law cannot produce hope. The gospel cannot produce mm -hmm. contrition. So I know there, were more than, uh, there was more than just Nineveh about to get overthrown. I know there was something because the people turned mightily toward God. And the only way that we are called by the gospel, enlightened by his gift, sanctified and gathered, that's not the right order, but um, it's uh, by the Holy Spirit, by the gospel. We are called by the gospel, enlightened by his gift, sanctified and kept in the true faith. And in the same way, the Holy Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, sanctifies, and keeps the whole Christian church on earth with Jesus Christ, where he daily and richly forgives us our sins. Um, this is this is the preaching of the gospel. Of yeah. yeah. Um, yep. They, they turn towards God. They, they have hope. You know, I'm okay with, uh, with it being a, uh, with that being the only, the only sermon. Why? Um, okay. Uh, now where is it yet? Uh, okay. So yet 40 days and Nineveh is about to be, our English says overthrown, right? But yeah, and, and, and I'm not smart enough to do this. I'm looking at a commentary, but I remember reading a commentary on this. And, and the, the Hebrew there, and again, I'm not pretending to know Hebrew well enough to do this all by myself, but, but the word there has a lot of different connotations. And I think that this can be one sermon where you've got uh, Jonah using, uh, using language where, because um, he still doesn't desire that these people are saved. Right, we get that mm -hmm. in chapter mm -hmm. four. Mm -hmm. He still doesn't hope that these people. He's actually mad that these people are saved and that God actually accomplishes what He wants to. I think mm -hmm. Jonah there, and and, and uh, Pastor Goodman can can maybe disagree, which is which is fine. But I think I think Jonah still goes in there, uh, and he said, "Fine, I'm going to preach, and I'm going to do the worst job possible, and I'm going to preach and say, uh, yet forty days, and Nineveh is going to be overturned." And Yahweh is going to say, you know what? Hey, I'm still going to work through that. Because the, the, the Hebrew word that's used here isn't just overturned, but it's, it, it can have the connotation of changed as well. It can have this, this, these five Hebrew words can have a connotation of gospel work as well. It's in the Greek too. The metanoia. Uh, uh, it, it, its root word is strepso, uh, which can also be oh. twisted or steered. Yeah, that's brilliant. So, so I, I, and, and I think this, I think this plays into what you're saying, like, uh, and what we've been saying all along. Uh, no matter what uh, Jonah is is trying to do or not trying mm -hmm. to do, uh, mm -hmm. Yahweh's still going to accomplish it. Yahweh's still going to get his man. Yahweh is still going to turn the Ninevites 
uh, from their sin and to him and proclaim forgiveness over them. And I think that's what happens even through the garbage preaching of Jonah. I love it because that makes me feel better about my preaching. So you can just garbage preach. No, it's not so that I can. It's for when I do. Um, that Jonah is my yeah, favorite yeah. pastor because he didn't want to be a pastor and God still got done what needed doing through him, even though he was a disaster the whole way through. I love it. Uh, and it makes more sense in chapter four too, uh, because it, it works. Everybody believes Nineveh is spared. And first our chapter four begins and this displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was angry. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's mad that it works. Uh, and, and so he goes and he sits out uh, on a hill and looks down over the city. I don't think he doubts the mercy. He pouts. Uh, he pouts. He pouts. Yeah. So in he verse pouts. five, Jonah went out and he sat to the east of the city and he made a booth for himself there and sat under a shade until he would see what would become of the city. Um, and that's not that he questions whether or not God will actually pardon them or not. It's that he wants to look at their works to see whether or not they were contrite enough to be spared. He's seeing whether or not they really meant it. Or are you actually sorry or are you not sorry? And, and he wants uh, and I told you so. To God? No. He, 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 he hears the gospel that they are spared and forgiven. And he says, yeah, the gospel is for the people who believe. But let's, like, let me look at your works to see whether or not you really believe. Let, let, me, let me dive into your life and see if I can sort of tear your faith away from you by something that's going to mm. happen to you. And this is what we do when we devour our own. We look at the awful things and we say, all right, this must be proof that you're not baptized. This must be proof that the gospel is not really for you. Jonah sits up on the hill and, and he's frustrated uh, because he wants to measure contrition instead of hope. And instead of saying, mm. you know, let's see how... Uh, how God has promised and done this thing, he goes, let's see whether or not they really were sorry. So We see this too. Like, I mean, we see this in youth ministry, not to go too far afield, but, you know, it's we've actually heard before, like, if you keep telling kids their sins are forgiven, they're just going to sin. Like... They were doing that before you gave them permission. Right. They were like, already doing that. That's, that's, that's right. a thing that's happening. Right. The question is, what were you what were you sent to say to them? And right. we, we do two yeah. things. We do not say sin that grace may abound by no means, but we do right. say right. 70 times seven, your sins are forgiven you. And, and you should know that yours is the forgiving God. And you should know that if you want to sit up on a hill and wait for him to condemn the hopeful, you're going to be there bitter and angry because he is merciful, slow to anger. Yeah. And it's it's kind of scary. I, I, Pastor Gilman, I, I heard you use the word. I don't think you, you, you meant to. Um, but this... When people say stuff like that, if you preach too much gospel, then they're just going to do more sinning. Um, I, I I venture to say that they have a misunderstanding. The individuals have a misunderstanding of the gospel. Then when, the agree. ones who are saying those words, I would they think that they they are seeing the gospel as a proclamation of permission. It's never permission. not a proclamation of forgiveness. Always a proclamation right. of forgiveness. Yeah. Permission is a law word, by the way. Are you permitted exactly. to sin? It's not gospel. Well, no, thou shalt know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. The law can tell you what perfect looks like, but only the gospel can empower that to work. And make that true. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it, it must be the gospel that's proclaimed. Uh, so Jonah's still in the middle of his hissy fit, and we're coming towards the end. Well, I mean, come on. It was like the guy was thrown overboard swallowed in a body a belly of the fish the time that we see like he seems 
repentant. He seems like in the right place when, when he Literally prays. died and rose, yeah. Uh, then he goes and does his job begrudgingly. begrudgingly. Yeah, he just was like resurrected. Back well, down here it, in Depending this on mess. if you're Goodman or Lietzow and who wins the fish slapping contest. But like now he's sitting on the beach like pouting after it, like the whole thing. It like, it's just so human. It's just so... I know. He wants to go back. He goes, Now therefore, Lord, take my life from me, for it is better uh, for it is better for me to die than to live. And so he's, the Lord... Yeah, yeah, the Lord comforts him in his affliction. He sends forth uh, some shade for him, a nice tree, a little breeze, but the breeze gets bad, the tree dies. Uh, he gives him more grace for a while there. And he yeah. does. Um, <laughs> he comforts him in his anguish, uh, but then he kills him. <laughs> because sometimes I think we actually need to see what's coming next. And Jonah's furious about the plant that covered him for a day. And the book closes <laughs> this way. Uh, Should I not also pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who and do cows. not know their right hand from their left as much and as many cows. Um, <laughs> and cows. I like, he adds, I like how Yahweh adds the cattle. <laughs> yeah that's a that's a nice detail it's a it's a it's a very it's a very open-ended way it's like a choose your own adventure book but we don't know what the actual end is gonna be like we do okay so day. does does jonah finally get it does he finally understand is he finally gonna walk back to uh, to Israel and be happy and no, be glad that he preached this? No, that's not. You're supposed to be left in this because this is us left in the simul. We we are simultaneously sinner and saint in this life. We have uh, this side of glory. And so there's not going to be a moment where you you finally, finally come to Jesus and you finally, finally lay down your grudges and you finally, finally stop sinning. Finally have your happy ending and everything's peachy. and. No, every day old Adam has to drown. And every day, every day a new man arises to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Uh, we have been gifted this, uh, this, this wonderful thing in our baptism that we would uh, no longer measure the, the Lord's uh, love or, or mercy by how things are going uh, around us in any given moment, but whether or not we have heard his word and believed it, whether or not we wear his baptism, whether or not we are what he, he has made us to be, uh, dead to sin, alive in Christ, every day. Yeah. You referenced the uh, simul. I heard something this weekend that I'm totally going to steal. There was somebody, um, somebody talking about the gospel grace, and he introduced himself, said his name, and he said, and my pronouns are sinner and saint. <laughs> that was kind of fun. Fantastic. That's the Christian <laughs> life, though, right? That's who we are. Nice. We out? I like it. I think so. Oh, wait. Uh... And cattle. Now we're out. <laughs>